You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. I'm your host, Kiki, and I am here in the Podcast Detroit studios in beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan, with our faithful producer, Will. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Pretty good. This is our last session of the night. We do like a recording block of episodes, and this is our last one. So be prepared, because things could get kind of loopy. And we have our guest host in the studio with us today, Sean from Magnitude Cosplay. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, you know, pretty grand. Yeah. Yeah, sitting pretty. Uh, and we have on the phone with us this evening um, the wonderful and talented and uh, kind, considerate, all of the above. YouTube um, famous. YouTube famous. Uh, my, my, it, MySpace famous? Question mark? <laughs> uh, if you're not famous on LinkedIn, then really, what are you doing? Yeah, right. I, I heard she's also the unofficial spokeswoman for Oreo cookies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so welcome, Courtney, a.k.a. on Instagram. You are court with confidence. So welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I don't want to be that person, but my name's Court. Court. Thank you. <laughs> I am so sorry. Do we need to re-record the entire <laughs> opening? It's up to her. We can if she wants us to. <laughs> we can re-record what? the entire opening if you want. Um, I mean, if you want, that's 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 up to you guys. That's my name. <laughs> I am. No, we're gonna leave it in because it's been a while since I've put my foot in my mouth this much. <laughs> so we're just gonna leave it so that everyone can enjoy I- that. I always, I always feel so bad having to correct that because everyone just assumes that it's Courtney, but it's, no. Oh God, no! Don't don't feel bad. Um, you're talking to someone <laughs> who regularly gets called Kristen, Kirsten, all sorts of stuff. So do not feel bad oh, about yeah. correcting. I totally understand. So yeah, no, I get it. Um, so Court, uh. If people want to follow along on Instagram, they can follow along at what Court with Confidence, and also yeah. your photography page, which is what. Um, I don't have a photography page <gasps> anymore. Actually, oh, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, so I I kind of started to realize that photography was something that I needed just for myself. And when I started kind of doing it for money, it just became a job and I didn't like it. So now mm. it's just my personal thing. I'm just shooting my friends at cons and stuff. So I took down all of my photography pages. That is actually, that is wildly That's respectable. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've definitely found that if you turn what you love into a job, then you hate what you love. So like, that's why I've definitely kept like things like cosplay and some of like the creative writing stuff I do away from like my work, just cause like I want to continue to love those things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So totally respectable. Um, so, I mean, I know I had a blast shooting with you at C2E2. I can totally see why you would not want to make that like a job um, if you still want to really enjoy that. So totally good. Good on you. I know. Our shoot was so much fun. I actually <laughs> thought of you tonight because I bought some powdered donuts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how appropriate. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. <laughs> I was 
eating my powdered donuts on the bus and I wanted like I was so tempted to ask people if they wanted some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the girl, yay. <laughs> um, so uh how did you come up with your Instagram handle, as it were? I actually didn't. Um kind of. So I had an Instagram like a couple of years ago that I'd run for a while and it got hacked. And when it got taken down, um, Instagram wouldn't let me, my name on there was just Court Carmony, my name. And when it got taken down, Instagram wouldn't let me just use my regular name again. I had to come up with something else. And so I asked my followers what I should be called and they all made suggestions and I let them vote on it and they all voted court with confidence. And I said, that sounds cute. And it stuck. I really like it. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very fitting too, because you're very much all about like the, a lot of the things that I've seen you post, I should say, have been about um, confidence and self, your own self-confidence and your sort of journey with um, with mental health and the cosplay community and just encouraging other people on that journey. And I feel like that's really important and really necessary. So it's definitely appreciated. I try really hard to be very open and vulnerable. And at the time, um, I was kind of trying to brand more towards focusing on that anyway i used to be more cosplay focused and i did like more adult kind of sexier stuff and i wasn't really happy with that it, i felt like something that i was doing for other people and not really for me mm-hmm. and this this type of platform definitely brings a lot more fulfillment that's that's really important because again if you're doing it because it's for other people then it's you just lose all enjoyment out of it. So no, that's exactly. great to hear. Um, what was the first, what was the first cosplay that you ever did? My first cosplay, um, if you consider princessing, so I used to be a character performer, then it would be Ariel from the little mermaid that I kind of don't count that. My first <laughs> just cosplay, like for convention cosplay was a really, really awful Kim possible. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I I found out about this convention, I mean, a couple of days in advance, and I got really, really excited for it and needed to throw something together. So I had a lot of the pieces for Kim Possible, like I had some pants that would work. So I started just kind of finding things around my house to make it. I actually made a utility belt out of old painted cigarette cartons that I found. <laughs> I painted them brown and glued them to a belt. And that was my utility belt, which was weird, but it worked. And then I dyed my hair orange with Kool-Aid. That's all of that is incredible. <laughs> and I love that so much. I feel like that's, that's the ultimate closet cosplay story that I, I boiled Kool-Aid into my hair. <laughs> I would never even think to use Kool-Aid. Oh, you were clearly no. not a middle school oh, girl in 2002. <laughs> Nope. Like, see, see, Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> Kool Aid can work well for dyeing props. Uh, I hear leather specifically is good with dyeing for Kool Aid. Um, please tell me though, when you dyed your hair with Kool Aid, that you used sugar-free Kool Aid to. So I that... did use sugar-free. Okay, good. Okay, because <laughs> if you if you were using the sugared powder, that would get sticky real fast, and that would not be a good time for anybody involved. It actually was a pretty good look. Like, it dyed really evenly. And in the sun, it was really shiny. Like, it kind of looked neon. It looked really cool. So I did it a few times after that, too. Yeah, Sean has pulled up a picture nice. of it. And it's legit. It looks really natural, yeah. honestly. <laughs> it's a good look on hey. you. You should go back to the Kool-Aid hair dye. 
catch me outside dyeing my, my hair with the lemon Kool-Aid, even though I already have just very <laughs> light blonde hair. Perfect. Yeah. I've only ever dyed my hair twice. The first time was in middle school. I was at the National Boy Scouts Jamboree in Washington, D.C., and we went to the general store, bought hydrogen peroxide, and just dyed our hair in a bucket at this campsite. Cause, oh, my gosh. I did t- the same thing when I was in middle school. I wanted to dye my hair, and my mom wouldn't let me. And I was like, oh, you can't take me down. Yeah. And I, I, I poured peroxide on my head and then flat ironed it while it was wet. Yeah. Oh, that's no. how I, But it was. I mean, maybe it's just because it was virgin hair, but it stayed, like, so ridiculously healthy. It wasn't until I started bleaching it with, like, Walmart box dyes. But, yeah, the first time I dyed my hair was with peroxide, and then I covered it with thick markers. So, fun fact, you yeah. need to dye your hair with markers. Thick works better than Sharpie. It's <laughs> good to know. Yeah. That's, you know, some pro tip advice. Yeah. From court, I'm gonna start. A, I'm gonna start a new platform. Pro tip from a former MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> the uh, former MySpace scene queen may or may not end up being in the description of this episode. <laughs> Is live journal oh, still God, a I thing? Hope. I think. I think that's uh, like if oh, I could just journal. be a scene king on live journal. I think I can single handedly bring that back. Oh, live journal. I loved it so much. I actually, it, I have, I have one of those like Bumble BFF pages where you're supposed to like meet friends, and in it it says I'm a recovering MySpace queen. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it so much. Um, I can't escape it. So, so that was your first. Uh, so that was your first cosplay. Uh, what did you wear that for? Can I? I I think I might have blacked out because we've been talking about the hair dye. <laughs> Was that for a specific convention? We blacked out from the, the Sharpie fumes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what uh, what was that for again? Um, that was for the Cincinnati Comic Expo like okay. 2016, I think. Oh, wow. Um, that actually was also a really fun story because I that was a very, very bad year for me. If you follow me on social media and right. see me talking about like all of that stuff. Um but I was having like a really bad month or so. I'd been super depressed and I saw an ad that Stan Lee was going to be in Cincinnati and I got really, really excited. It was like the first time I'd gotten out of bed in weeks was when I like got to, or, you know, be, be excited about something for the first time in a while. My mom loaned me the money to go, which was really, really great. And I'm forever thankful to her for that because when I got there, I was, super, super nervous. I had horrible anxiety. I was too scared to go in by myself. And so I was hiding in the bathroom and some random cosplayer, I'd never met her, no idea who she was, came up to me and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I want to go get Stanley's autograph, but I can't go in. And she's like, okay, if you like hang out for a second, I'll walk in with you, which was very nice. And she did. She walked me and like helped me find where I was supposed to go and was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get Starbucks. So I waited in my line and I got my autograph and I stood in front of Stan Lee and I had an outer body experience for a second. And then uh, afterwards, ran into her again. She introduced me to her friends, ended up hanging out with her like the entire day and all of her friends. I'm still friends with some of them. And that was my first kind of experience of the cosplay community and just how nice and welcoming. Like I, some random girl in the bathroom saw me having anxiety completely immediately like understood how I was feeling and knew that I needed help. And that was like the nicest thing that I could have ever experienced. And I'm still friends with all of these people. So it was, it was kind of transformative because it gave me some hope, you know, there's 
there's this whole community of people that like understand you and accept you. And that's how I got into cosplay. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah. <that's awesome. laughs> I really love telling that story because yeah. I feel like there's so many, there, there's, there's, uh, you know, so much stigma on the cosplay community. Like it's full of drama or, and bad people, but I, I really feel like it's not, it's full of people like that. That's it's so and it's so good to meet those people and it's so crazy how some random person at a convention of like several thousand people you can bump into them and then all of a sudden you're friends for life. Yes. I always think about how crazy it is like some of my best cosplay friends are people that I just happen to bump into and I'm like anything could have prevented like I could have gone down this aisle instead of that aisle and we never would have met. And I think that's so crazy. Yeah, it's and you're all kind of we're all kind of like in this together. We're all costumed nerds or just nerds, even for those who aren't cosplaying, but especially the costumed ones. Mm. We're all like yeah. we love our we love our shit so much that we just like we have to embody it and it it takes a special kind of person to do that. So it's really exciting when you can meet people like that who are so supportive of a random person that they've just met. I know. It's still heartwarming. So good. Um so would you say that's your favorite uh con experience then was that experience of getting to meet Stan Lee and everything that came from um, that? That is up there. That that was the first time that I met Stan Lee. Oh. Um, I'm a bit of, of a family fan girl. I don't know mm. if you know this is my grandpa um and we're best friends. Um, he's still around. We hang out every day. I will hear nothing otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's canon. <laughs> um, the last time. Okay. Actually, I do have a favorite cosplay story. I know this is like one of your questions. So I guess are we skipping to that one? <laughs> you know, what? I think that's a pretty good segue into that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so, okay. Um, the last convention is uh, the last convention that Stan Lee appeared at was LA Comic-Con in 2008, 7, 17. Um, it was the last thing that he did before he died. I mean, before he, nothing happened to him because he's still alive. And um, so I got to go there. I got the really awesome VIP tickets and that's not to brag on myself. I spent my life savings on them. Like I didn't get them because I'm special. But, uh, so I got to have like a special meet and greet with him. I got to hug him and he signed, uh, one of my favorite comics and it was this really, really great experience. And I cried and I have videos of me like bawling my eyes out trying to talk to him and no words are coming out. Mm-hmm. That was really awesome. What was extra cool was the next day. Um, this was on Sunday, his very last day. And this was the last panel that he ever did. There were about 10,000 people in this crowd. And I was right up at the front because I got there like two hours early because I was not going to miss this. Wow. And it was him and uh, uh, what's his name? Todd Todd McFarlane. And the crowd was asking questions. And they were mostly having kids ask questions. And they were asking, like, what's your favorite Avenger and stuff like that. And he was answering all these cute questions. And then they came to me. And there's a video of me asking the question. And you can see I'm, like, shaking and crying and I got to ask him the very last question at his very last panel. Um, I asked, what is the most important message that he would like to give to the people who read his comics? And I got two answers, which is also extra special. The first answer was buy Marvel Comics. 
<laughs> and yeah. and the second was, and I quote, you can be a good guy or a bad guy, be a good guy. It's a lot more fun and it pays off better in the end. And that is just the best advice that I think anybody could ever give. It really is. So, yeah. So my favorite con experience is uh, my grandfather, the beloved Stanley, giving me life advice. <laughs> no. How did you get into Stanley? Like, um, I, I've been a big Marvel fan since I was a kid. So I think I just grew up knowing him and appreciating him. And I'm very inspired by people who are self-made and especially people who had to overcome a lot of obstacles and become successful later in life. Like there's a lot of stories about, um, Marvel and family, like almost going bankrupt and all these stories about him almost giving up before he finally came out with Spider-Man when he was 40. And I just think that's so inspiring that he, he kept pushing until he created something that, I mean, changed the world and changed the future. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. very inspiring to me. Is there a favorite, cosplay you've done specifically just for Marvel also why is it the cosplay uh, that you did of Brendan Urie from the I Write Sins music video why is that your favorite Marvel cosplay (laughs) (laughs) slightly loaded question Um, I I answer your question with another question Um, who is the uh, ultimate emo anthem singer would it be Brandon Urie from I Write Sins or Gerard Way from Black Parade, because I've cosplayed both of them. Oh, Gerard Way, easy. <laughs> I actually have a button that says I'm emo, but in a Gerard Way. No, oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Perfect. Uh, love it. Um, so we've talked a little bit about, um, we've talked a little bit about uh, mental health and um, finding support and everything. Um, what? advice uh would you give regarding mental health in the cosplay community and also in social media i think it's really important to remember that so many people are going through what you're going through it's really easy in a moment of hopelessness to feel like you're the only one that nobody understands you and and the imposter syndrome kicks in and you're thinking that I'm a failure. I'm not capable of something and everybody else has it all together and they don't. Instagram is a highlight reel. Social media is just the best shiny parts of people's lives. And even, I mean, even me, I try to be really open and honest and and I try to post when I'm having a bad time. I try to, you know, make myself look authentic, but there's still lots of things that I don't talk about. I still don't post my bad days. Like, um, for example, I had a really, really bad week. I'm adjusting to some new medication and it has not been easy. And I had a very bad depressive week and my room is a disaster right now. And there's stuff everywhere, but I'm not posting that. I don't want people to see the 17 cans of Dr. Pepper on my nightstand. I'm just going to post the pretty things. So I think it's really important to know that like even your favorite influencers, even the top cosplayers and the the people who look like they have it all together, just look like they have it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really important to remember. Well, what was there? Uh, you don't think answer this is a little too personal, but was there a certain moment or anything that kind of inspired you to take <laughs> to Instagram and become such a mental health advocate on Instagram as that you become? Um, it was kind of a a, a process, I guess. At first, um, 
I, I think I was using it more just to vent a little bit. Um, when I was having a bad day or with, uh, especially with mental health stuff, I would sort of talk about my day and my thought a lot of times is I, I know that when I was a teenager, for one, I had no idea that other people felt this way. Like I didn't even know that mental illness was a thing. I didn't know that I had it. I thought that I was just broken and I thought that I was the only one who was broken. And as I got older, finding out that like, not only is there a cause for this, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just sick and I just need help and medication and that's okay. There's nothing to be ashamed of about that but also that so many other people are dealing with it on so many different levels. And um, so I think I I started posting about it, just sort of venting, but then people would comment on it and relate to it. And I realized that this is exactly what I needed when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I I wish so much that I could have had someone that I looked up to that I saw as being like pretty and cool or whatever but that also was honest about their experiences. And that's what I want to be. I, I, my followers are all really young. Um, most of them are teenagers. And I guess I just want to be that for them, the thing that I never had when I was younger. That's awesome. Is there, um, is there any advice that you would give for somebody that's in the position that you were in of feeling like they are the only one that feels how they feel or just kind of thinking that, what would you say to somebody going through what you went through? To talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels like you are being a burden, but you're absolutely not because I can guarantee beyond the shadow of a doubt, there are other people around you who are feeling exactly how you're feeling. And they're also not talking about it because they also think that they're the only ones. And there's there's such a stigma about being open, especially when it comes to things like mental illness, because you're scared that people are going to just think that you're boring or think that you're crazy or whatever it is. But so many people are going through this. And if we all weren't so worried about what everyone else was thinking, if we all felt comfortable talking about it, we'd realize that we all have more in common than we think we do, especially in the cosplay community. I have this big thing about how, the reason that we all get into cosplay and fandoms and comics and whatever else that we're into is because we're using it to escape our reality. Mm. I mean, that's why anyone gets into fiction or hobbies, but cosplay, especially, I feel like it is full of people who have had traumatic experiences, who have experienced losses and mental illnesses and disabilities and all kinds of other things. And that's what brings us all together. And on some level, I think a lot of us know that, but we still don't talk about it. So I think talking about it is really, really important. That's a really great point. And I, I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. Like we need to talk about it more. And I think uh there's always gonna be people who are more there's there's always going to be people who are more open about it than others. But it's it's very important to to put words to what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. So very good. That was definitely like one of the when I discovered your page, it was definitely one of the first things I noticed was just how open and honest and supportive you are with people and just with the whole mental illness awareness that you really don't see from a lot of people. So I just thought that was fantastic. Like, just keep up the great work. Thanks. I try. I also don't know how to take compliments. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I wanted to share with you, um, I, you were actually one of the reasons that I started this podcast. Um, yeah, because there were a few factors. Um, I'd been wanting to do a podcast for a while, but I didn't really know what, and I didn't want to just start one and just not have it be anything and have it be another just nerd talk podcast. 
And then you and Crazy Cocoa Butter Cosplay both had something within like a day or two of each other where you were like, hey, ask me questions about X, Y, and Z. So you had a live video where you were going through and like redoing a bunch of wigs or brushing out wigs or something, restyling wigs, probably like it was last May. And because oh, wow. <laughs> that was when I started the podcast was uh, by the end of May. So it was like late April, early May, might have been late April that you had that that live live stream and live video on Instagram and you wanted people to ask you questions and like nobody was asking questions. So I started asking a couple and Oh, I remember. Oh, I do remember. you really? Yeah, I do. Um, so yeah, that was the first time I started asking questions and I thought it, it was cool learning about stuff. And then, um, like the next day, crazy cocoa butter cosplay had also, he also had a thing on his Instagram of like, Hey, ask me questions. So then I thought between your live story and his story, I was like, huh, I would like to ask people questions and find out how they got into certain things and their experience with certain things. So that would be a cool thing to do. And then, but I don't want to do it by myself. And then, uh, Tori, uh, Polar Phoenix was one, was mentioned something about, um, wanting to do a podcast or something. So I asked her if she would co-host and then, yeah, so you were, you were like one of the, one of the sparks for this podcast starting. So I'm really appreciative oh of that. Yeah. Well, I love your podcast. I listen to it often. Oh, do you really? Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, listen, I can't. I can't say that I, I've listened to like all of them, but I mean, at least the ones that my friends are on, which is like half of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I really appreciate that. So now, yeah, now you know. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. I I think it's really great. Like everybody has uh, an an interesting story, but I think everybody is so multifaceted and you don't really realize that right off the bat when meeting a person, it's really easy to like judge people immediately and think that you know everything about them, but everybody has so many experiences and it's so interesting to get to hear everybody's stories and see how different we all are, even though, and, and this one common thing, common denominator brings us all together. No, exactly. It's, it's great. And it's great for, um, I, I find it's really cool for non cosplayers <laughs> to see where everybody's coming from and why we do what we do. So yeah. yeah, very cool. One of my biggest goals in life is to make everyone ever always cosplay. <laughs> so everyone know how great that it feels for sure. Um, so remind us, where can we find you online? Oh, so many places. Um, I apparently hate myself and feel the need to be on every single platform ever. <laughs> Uh, so mainly on Instagram, which is Court with Confidence. I'm also on Twitter, which is Confident Court, and Snapchat, which is Confident Court. Um, I try to post like daily motivational snaps and videos and stuff, but I'm not very good at it. I do my best. Um, my YouTube, I don't know what my YouTube is. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just my name. Which would be I Court know Carmody? That, right? Which is Court Carmody. Okay. Which, and people that's can find you, that's all, how you say my name. And people can find all this via your link tree, um, yeah, which is you on your Instagram. Things, you can find all of them. Okay, um, cool. and, and if you go to my website, my website is courtwithconfidence.com, and there are links to all of my stuff there. I have lots of stuff. <laughs> Very cool. I would say in, Instagram and YouTube are probably the two biggest ones. Though. Awesome. Uh, oh, 
backtracking. Uh, in the vacuum <laughs> of space, the void of space, who would win in a fight, the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot? In the void of space? God. See, this whole time I was going to say Nessie because then they could just like go underwater and then they come up for a sneak attack. Like, <laughs> now, now I'm conflicted. I've got to... I did all of the all of this research on this topic, and now you're just coming at me from the ether. I'm upset. Uh, let the record show. Let let the record show that. Well, you're stuck with us if you say it after I got your name wrong. Um, <laughs> you have um you have two months to defend your dissertation <laughs> on this topic. Let the record so no show pressure. that when I sent you various questions that might be asked, one of them was who would win in a fight in space. It does say in space. It oh my god, you're right. <laughs> you're so right. Oh, All those so hours in the library space. wasted. <laughs> okay, I'm still going to go messy. Yes! Because I just feel like Bigfoot would have a big head about it. I think <laughs> would get the best of him. That's that's, that's a new take. I think that's the first time that I've ever heard someone say that Bigfoot's <laughs> ego would be the downfall of him. <laughs> I, so I think that's two for Nessie tonight, right? No, there's only one for Nessie. No, because Frank chose Nessie too. No, Frank chose he chose Bigfoot. Nessie. Frank chose Bigfoot because I said, "Oh, Tori will like that." If you'll recall, <laughs> no, he chose Nessie <clears throat> because he said Nessie would have like a big heart about it, and that would he, no, that would be why she would lose. I don't yeah. think we heard that. Okay, yeah. Sean. Regardless, well, regardless. go back and listen when the episode comes out, Sean. <laughs> For sure. But uh, I um, like your creative this answer. Is about me. Can- can we not divert <laughs> yeah. elsewhere? No, I uh, I appreciate your answer because I am a big Nessie. Uh, I'm a big Nessie fan in this we regard. Stand. So thank you. Um, okay, so we can find you at courtwithconfidence.com is p- place to yeah. find all of your court with confidence needs. Um, yeah. How about you, Sean? Where can we find you? Everyone listening uh, can find me on Instagram at Magnitude Cosplay. Uh, no caps, no spaces, no underscore, just Magnitude Cosplay straight through. You can also find me on Facebook with that same tag and on Twitter at Magnitude Cos without the play. Because all work and no play makes me. Sean. Yeah. 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 How about you, Will? Sorry. <laughs> You can find me at Will of Pizza on Instagram. Also, use the code Will of Pizza History Swagger Tees um, and get ten percent off. And you can find me on Instagram. Thanks for asking, Sean. At real wow. <laughs> at real Kiki Elise, or on Facebook at Kiki Elise Cosplay. You can find Cosplay Confidential on Instagram at Cosplay Confidential or Facebook Cosplay Confidential Podcast. You can listen to Cosplay Confidential on. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, anywhere fine podcasts are heard. So once again, from Cosplay Confidential, I'm Kiki. I'm Sean. I'm Will. And who are you? I'm I'm Court. (laughs) Keep creating, inspiring, and sharing the love.